Yo, what up, though? This is Eshan, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? The Connected Experience, man, is the lifestyle, a lifestyle, our, our lifestyle. lifestyle. That's how we put people in the room who we think should be connected with each other, who we think the audience should be connected with, and we just take it from there. So it's the Connected Experience. Now let's talk about some bowling. Yeah. Because we all went bowling a couple yeah. times. Yeah. And I ain't going to lie, man. You coming up, man. You getting yeah. your average up there. You almost it's, ready. It's, I'm more concerned about the form than the average. Like, yeah. that shit come, but, like, you got to find your form and shit like that, though. You know what I mean, and you got to find out the differences between the lanes and all that. Hey, people, this bowling shit way deeper than you think. And yeah. bro, doing it, he, yeah. he on the mission. But I did whoop his ass that one game. One, you didn't whoop my ass. I whooped your ass. But <laughs> when we just went, the you last got me two game, games. Yeah, yeah, and I beat you by thirty pins the last game. Okay. So that's an ass. Whooping. Well, we're going to next, you, next time, yeah, next week. Yeah. 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 So you got yeah. a word? Yeah, I got a word, man. My word is a uh, internet, a vast com- computer network linking smaller computer networks worldwide, usually. The internet includes commercial, educational, government, and other networks, all of which use the same set of communication protocols. I mean, protocols, yeah. So, so that's what we own the internet. We own the internet. And then I got a word. My word is commission. And commission is an instruction, command, or duty given to a person or a group of, group of people. So why were we talking about the internet and commission? Well, we talking about the internet because usually that's how people... That's how people do everything nowadays. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm, I'm jumping saying? off the internet, though. I'm so yeah. like happy for myself. Yeah, but then you go have withdrawals because uh, yeah, you've I did been that, on that already happened. Yeah, yeah, for so long. It's addictive, yo. Yeah, so the internet is how everybody get everything. They news, people find they love life, people bank. When the last time somebody, when the last time, you never even been in your main bank. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, my but main bank don't even have a banking. location. Yeah, yeah. so I the internet is important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then why are we talking about commission? Because we got uh, somebody in the house, and uh, that's commission raps. If you go on, uh, on IG to get him, but his real name is well, his other name is Joe Camizo. Camiso. Camiso. Joe so introduce yourself, Joe. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Commission. I go by Joe Camiso. Uh, I'm the head webmaster over at DetroitRap.com, and I also got my own music that I've been working on. Camiso, what is that? What, what is, what's the origins of that? Uh, Italian. Yeah, Italian. Italian yep. yeah. yeah, real like, Italian. Yeah, I got some Italian homies, man, but uh, that's dope. Uh, so, like... Uh, you said DetroitRap.com, and we go get into that because that's always been a huge staple in the, I wouldn't even say just Detroit rap community, but it, the it, rap community. It's a go-to site for Detroit to, to learn about Detroit And I rap. noticed they was doing some updates and stuff. So would you be the, uh, how long you been the webmaster? Uh, I've, I've been there about going on a year and a half now that I teamed back up with Uncle P to kind of take over the website of things. Yeah, that's dope. Uncle P, good brother. We'll be talking to him too sometime. So uh, y'all shortly, go, yeah. So y'all going to be ready to get ready for that Uncle P interview that's probably coming after this. We probably yeah. got, This probably going to be first yeah yeah so what's your favorite era of rap in general just Uh, overall not just detroit rap i mean overall i mean i'm probably like early 90s boom bap i mean like master ace gangstar uh early nas those those are some of the big influences early now what the fuck do boom bap mean (laughs) like like you hear people say that but but it's never been like okay so did premiere create is that premiere sound the whole boom bap thing like because i hear people say that but nobody has ever made it clear to me 
what do that even mean? To be honest, I mean, I, I'm not even entirely sure. I, I'm sure he's <laughs> one of the pioneers of, you know, what people you know would probably classify as boom bap. But I, I don't know. I think of like, you know, hard drums like that. Those like easy school. listening, mixed with jazz type yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But nobody ever explained it. So uh, if y'all. I, I really think they just throw stuff out there like that. To, to and be so many decipher. people just. <laughs> right. Because it's like, oh, if it got a hard 808, that's trap. No, that's just 808 heavy. So if it got a jazz component, that's not boom bap. That's just jazz influence. Like it's all rap music and like when you start putting it boom bap the backpack you boxing these people in because like one of our favorite artists uh street lord wine loves backpack rap raps nothing like that but that's why it's just to me it's just it's just rap you feel what i'm saying yeah, and yeah. i actually prefer people who don't rap like what they listen to the most or producers like if premier your biggest influence but then you make this type of beat that's how you know somebody trying to carve their own lane and then when yeah, they be like yeah, i hate when you can tell yeah like yeah, even so. with podcasting like it's getting so popular now but like now if you listen to a lot of podcasts you could say oh he's listening to such and such podcast or oh they listen to this because it, it the biting element right 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 yeah, yeah you yeah, get you yeah. get trapped in that box and you can't can't get out right and that's that's another thing about hip-hop right like they despise biting so much but biting love so, it yeah. at the same time <laughs> like no nah, man but uh why why would you say that was your favorite era oh uh, i mean it's what i grew up on so i mean when i when i first discovered hip-hop i lost my father when i was 13 and it was kind of my therapy and it, it's just what kind of got lost in, it was, you know, the, the lyrical side of the hip hop thing. Yeah. So when I was like uh, maybe in the fifth grade, right, uh, I had like a life changing experience. Uh, I caught my first felony. Right. So in fifth grade, I caught my first felony. So I just knew the scope of my life would not be nothing like uh, the person I sat next to for the rest of my life. And you said you lost your father. Like talk about like how you just knew when something to be different. I mean, I knew like for the rest of my life, it was I was going to have a father figure there. It was It was just me. And so um, when I lost him, I was just 13 years old. I didn't really know how to take it. Uh, so I, I kind of resorted to music and I was a creative uh, kind of soul at that age. So I would just get lost in the sound. Um, I would just listen to anything and everything I could find. And I, it just became a passion at that point. So now, let's talk about pre-losing your dad. Where did you grow up? Oh, what was so your family I, I, life like? I, I grew up in a... I grew up on a street called Carlisle. It was right behind Eight Mile. Um, oh, I thought you, know, you was about to say Angster because yeah, I grew up no, on the no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's in, it, uh, right, right behind Eight Mile, and it was just me and my mom, my sister. You know, my my dad kind of had some you know issues when he was he was at that age. Um, so I saw a lot of things when I was a kid that kind of um reflected me in a lot of different ways. He, he was abusive. You know, he he had he had demons inside of him. I love my dad, but he had some demons. And so growing up, kind of having that, um. You know, I kind of became a recluse. I kind of became just yeah. an introvert, and I was just kind of lost in my room. I, I, would, I would use my my music as an escape. Now, is your sister older or younger? She's younger. She's a couple oh, okay. years younger. So you yeah. was, like, basically like the man of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my dad was, you know, he wasn't there a lot of times, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah. growing up on 8 Mile at this time, what year What year range are you taking? How, like, what age range are you in? I was born in 86, so I lived okay. I lived in that area until I was probably about you know, 12, 13 when my, when my dad passed. So growing up, you the like real minority in that area. So how did, how was that, how did that affect you growing up? Like, was you always, was you, cause like where the way we grew up, we grew up where we were the minority, like in junior high, I was telling a friend of mine, like about racism. I said, you don't know racism is if, if you only think like racism is the cops coming down on you or whatever. So I, I around the same time that he caught that felony when we was in fifth grade, I remember I called this, uh, I had got this girl's number. Of course she was white or whatever. And when I called her, her brother was like, 
yo, my daughter, my sister can't talk to no nigger. You know what I'm saying? And I had never heard that out of anybody like like right. that blatant. You know what I'm saying? So I went and told my auntie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> was that a mead? It was, no, it was a Sparks. It was oh, Nancy Sparks, Sparks older Sparks, brother. Yeah. So uh, so my auntie is ten years older than me. So whatever grade I was in, my auntie was in high school or whatever. So I just went and told my auntie what happened, and my auntie went to school and she beat the dude up. And yeah. the thing is, the household we came from. It has a certain last name, but that's not our last name. Right. So if he would have knew that I was her nephew, he still would have been racist. It just wouldn't have been so open. But since he didn't have a clue, he was being himself and he paid for that because my auntie beat his ass. But I was saying that to say this, like some people don't know racism like that. They don't know like you call somebody and they call my sister's not a nigger lover. Like, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So the reverse side of that was how did you deal with that growing up being the only Ita- well, uh, Italian in that type of setting? Yeah, I mean, be- being the only, you know, Italian, uh, you you know, you know, dude in that setting. I mean, I, it, to me, it never really affected me, I guess, because I, I grew up around, you know, a variety of people. And my family was never the type to, you know, you know, put boundaries or put, you know, put someone into, you know, that kind of category. I was just always kind of an open minded kid. So, I, you know, if I thought you were cool, I'm hanging out with you. And like, then usually, I, yeah. like, like you said, it don't come from the kids. Yeah. And, uh, just to fast forward to 2018, I bet you she is a nigger lover. I can guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee it. Is that part of the, hey, where, that's where, they the work, where they from. So, uh, like, it, it, that's kid shit. Like, she didn't even care. So why would he care? Right. Just like, you don't see color when you got a common bond. Rap music, because it's not hip hop. Right, hip hop is everything, and we really don't see break dancers and graffiti artists. Because by the time it get to us, it's just music, right? We in right. the Detroit metro area, so we might have had a few break dancers, but primarily music. So the music is actually what transcend that, and that's why people have an issue with it. You feel what I'm saying? Because it don't matter. Like if if you go to a whoever concert, and we go to that concert, we know we got one thing in common. One of these songs they go do is our favorite, right? It's not like going to, uh, even with rock though, but primarily rock, the audience is just a white audience that we see. Of course, there's some black rock people, you know what I'm saying? But when you go to them rap concerts and them festivals and you seeing people, you might see your supervisor at work who you didn't even know listen to rap. And you'll be like, damn. So right, now so y'all got a better report. Right, yeah. And he'd be like, oh, I know such and such. You like him? Oh, yeah, I've been listening to him since then. But have you heard this? And if you heard them, have you heard them? And then that's the comment behind And people don't like the comment behind People like people to be apart for some reason, which makes no sense. Because I know two things going to happen when you wake up in the morning, no matter your race. You're going to have to use the bathroom and you go going to want to get to the money. You know what I'm saying? That's white, black, uh, Italian, Mexicans, everybody on the same grind. And whatever they can put them barriers, they try to. But rap music, you can't do that. You feel what I'm saying? So what made you start rapping? Uh, I mean, I, to be honest, I, I, I love to write. I was always constantly writing. Yeah, I started off writing little chapter books and short stories. Um, and I wanted to make music. You know, when I got lost in the music, I knew that's what I wanted to be at a young age. Um, and I, I, uh, I wasn't the greatest singer in the world. So, you know, I started writing poetry and then, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, recite some of this. And it, it kind of extended from poetry into full on songs. Uh, I got, you know, my first Sure SM58. I started recording out of my bedroom and yeah. I was just a rap. You know, from there, I just started laying down. It was my way of letting out. Anytime I had something I had to say that maybe I, you know, I was too introverted or afraid to say out loud, I would say it on a record. Would you consider yourself a rapper or an MC or do you see a difference in that? 
I mean, I I don't see a humongous difference, but I I I, I would lean more towards the MC just because you know when I think MC, I think more lyrical, and more I, lyrical. I, and, and that's kind of the the route I go. Oh yeah, so uh, give us twenty four right now. <laughs> give us twenty four right now. Twenty four, right. not sixteen. Yeah. Twenty four. Yeah. Yo, officiated on faded dreams, like awakening from a reincarnation. Everything flagrant, everything fake shit, even I'm faking. Carbon copy placed in a timeline, little speck of dust on a fine line. Whole world blind, maybe I just woke up, smoked up, then just roast up. Hand guided by the almighty, does he own us if he sows us? Rewind me on the cassette tape, then you get the bonus B-side. Is it a story they hide? Grew up with a questionable mind, wind up my thoughts and ask me why? Fresh paint. But the painting's dry, ain't too much changing. I am a victim of an ancient mind. Wonder if I was designed in a guy pair pro with a guy pencil. Wonder what he thought when he drew my eyes. Did he got a shopping airbrush that? I don't wanna fade to black. I don't wanna face the facts. I don't wanna go where they never last. Name ringing like a doorbell, but no one's there. Oh, where did my younger self go? Little Joey sitting on the shelf, bro. Pivot, but he fell froze. It's the rebirth. It's the reserve. Adolescent with the features of a fever. Get the beat seizures with the light, I admit. Why, I admit, went from temper tantrum fits. The visionary wits with the fist. The keep sound punching till I lose the war. Must evolve in problems, so till I reach the final wall. Burst out the matrix. Like, fuck all the fake shit. You turned into a. Entirely different, different person. person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Entirely yeah, different person. Yeah, what if you to jump on that bike? And by the way, MC me move the crowd. So if you can't move the crowd, you're a rapper. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You turned into an entirely different person. That's dope. Do you still write books? Uh, I I, I write. I've wrote a couple short stories in the last few, you know few years, but I, I haven't done a full book recently. Yeah. No. So if you wrote a book, what would it be about? Uh, if. Oof, probably science fiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, 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 <laughs> freaky, weird sci-fi or just uh, regular sci- it, it science. Pro- it probably would be a little bit weird. It probably be some like you know alternate dimension type weird shit. Like I'm, I'm kind of a nerd in that sense. Yeah. Uh, are you a drug user? Uh, I smoke weed. That's yeah. not a drug. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not a drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. I, I, I actually helped publish a science fiction book one time. That shit was ridiculously uh, dope. It was just it was online only, and it just was too long because I think. When we uh, transcribed it out, it was like 900 pages. And Damn. that's the longest hell that's, that's for long an book. online book. Oh, yeah. Like if somebody, because the story was interesting enough that it was, if it, it was, was a, page a physical turner, copy, yeah. right. it, it would have been like, oh, you got to read this. But it just was, to be online, that's just too much. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it it yeah, did yeah. pretty well, too. So yeah, MCN is your thing. Let's talk about creating this album. Because you say you, you're getting ready to drop you an album. So let's let's talk yeah, about yeah, the process yeah. of creating the album. Uh, I've been working with uh, Jay. I got the hits um, and Merlin engineer over at studio b221 in uh oak park and we we actually just laid down 10 records in the last week yeah. so we whoa, got whoa. We, <laughs> 10 in the last that's an album in the last week yeah yeah it's pretty much we, yeah we're done we're on the phase two we're already uh we're in the post-production now and waiting on a couple features but uh yeah yeah it, it's been a process i mean i've been writing a lot of the records working on a lot of records fine-tuning everything for the last few months and then uh we just popped in the studio and just we were on a on a roll. We just knocked out we knocked out seven records in one day and uh, uh, three the next day. We'll touching up one of the other ones too. But uh, so how many records gonna be on it? Uh, the probably? album's gonna have ten, 10 records on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then a, a couple little interludes and such. Okay, so I, I take it you go uh, release physical copies because you said something about a cassette tape in that rap. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I'm looking at. I, I'm definitely gonna. 
play on some of the older formats. I, I'm, I'm, I'm considering a vinyl release. Uh, cassettes definitely are on deck, and uh, I'll probably do a little bit of you know CDs too. Just now, to how do you think there. you're gonna be received by the same people that you might report on with Detroit Raps? Now, even though like you're just a webmaster and stuff, yeah. like you're responsible for that. the content, so. right? Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm constantly covering other artists, so you know, stepping in there, you know, it, it's got some concerns to me. But I, and I know there's some people that have you know kind of thrown shade in the past and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, I know what I love doing. I know that, you know, this has been a part of my life for so long. And, you know, I'm not really doing it for everybody else. I'm doing this because what I love to do. So what, what type of shit? Uh, I, you could talk about it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, just occasionally, I, you know, I've gotten comp- people that, you know, they, they just, they'll, they'll, they'll kind of tell me that, no, why are you doing this? Why, you, why are you rapping? Why, you know, you, just, you should ask them to say, say yeah, why are you doing yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I think people think like to you're be supposed- a rapper, you're supposed to not have a father, come from a broken home, always had financial problems, uh, didn't know what else you wanted. Hard to times. You have, and to, that's yeah, like that's the furthest from the truth. It's actually a pocket. Of motherfuckers who've never had those issues, and one of them motherfuckers bigger. probably can rap in, like LAMFO for example. Not what they did wasn't rap per se, but it was rap influence. No, no, no. It's what rap is today, though. What what the, yeah. what they did is what mainstream rap is today. The partying, the mumbling, and all that shit. That's rap today, and they don't even rap no more. Right, and they are actually <laughs> Barry Gordy's grandsons. Oh, so. Wow. People like I, I hate that because then you still putting it in the box, right? That's like right. saying just because a motherfucker from the projects that they shouldn't grow up and be a computer scientist. No, you should to show motherfuckers you don't just have to rap. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You don't have to rap or pick up a ball or sell kilos of cocaine in the neighborhood. Right. That's not the that's not the prerequisite the, the the prerequisite to being a, a rapper. rapper. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what and, I'm saying? Also, by you being a webmaster, a a lot of rappers probably does not don't have a clue what that means. So they think that everything you post, you do. Mm-hmm. So that also plays into I can be media and I can also be talented. Like it's with the whole culture overall. It's like you can either be or like oh, it's like a path. Like since you do graphic design and you do all of that, why do you want to rap? Right. But I'm doper than you. And it's not my fault that the people don't receive you the way they receive me. Like everybody think that if they like commission raps, then they shouldn't like this. Like right. it's, they don't give you the variety. So how do you uh, teeter that fine line of, you know that I got to post this story, which may not be received well, but it has nothing to do with me. Like, do you get that type of flack? Like, uh, occasionally, I mean, especially when, you know, anytime I'm dropping a review, you know, you know I'm going to cons- be a little bit concerned in the back of my head that I'm going to catch some flack, but I've been doing it for so long. It's like, you know, I, I put out all the music mostly that I fuck with, that, I, that I'm down with. So, um, if I don't like it, I mean, I, I might still post some stuff. I try to be as non-biased as possible, but I, I don't, I try to separate that. Like anything I post. That's just, that's just for the site. I mean, that's, like you said, it's the media. You're at work. I'm, yeah, I'm at work. Yeah, I, I separate that from, um, you know, my personal creations. Cause I, and to me, it's just another outlet. I'm a man of many hats, I feel like. I, you know, I can get on there and, you know, post about a song that's dropping, but it necessarily doesn't have anything to do with what I'm doing personally. So right, I, right. I try to keep it separate. Now, when you do reviews, how long do you usually sit with the music? I like to be thorough. I mean, I listen to an album. At least five to ten times before I'll, I'll write a review. And what time span though? A uh, couple weeks at least. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I like to sit on it. Because I, 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 you will see somebody shit drop at twelve, and then at two somebody got a review, nah, and it's nah. like, bro, you didn't even <laughs> catch everything on the record. Right. You feel what I'm saying? I'm still right, listening to shit, catching yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, because I had caught some shit from some shit I was listening to the other day. Like, oh <laughs> shit! It's like my. 
5,000 times yeah. hearing a song. Like, oh, shit, that was a cold-ass little line. Yeah, you that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Motherfucker yeah, yeah. got it up two hours early. See, we used, to, uh, we used to be involved with magazines. We used to do an internet video show, and we could always separate ourselves from our, uh, us being hosts or doing stuff like that away from the rap because we listen to a vast majority of music, mm-hmm. not just variety. rap. Yeah. Variety. You know what I'm saying? Variety, yeah, majority. majority. My bad. What's a vast majority? That's people <laughs> agreeing. We listen yeah, to a yeah. vast variety. That's yeah, a variety. lot. Yeah, I can relate to that. I listen. Yeah. To, I, I listen to anything. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I remember I used to work uh, at this plant called. It used to be a plant. We used to cut metal, and they used to have this like fucking death metal blasting <laughs> and shit. And I think they were doing it to like like put the pressure on me like you know what i'm saying because it was a weird setting it's like it's three black guys there everybody else been there it it was crazy so they used to they used to listen to this it was like in south uh lion i mean uh, it was far as hell like somewhere crazy (laughs) so they used to listen to this death metal and I used, I start digging that shit like that shit crazy. I'm talking about where dog always sound like his breaking his vocal yeah, cords. Yeah, like. yeah. But I'm listening to some of the shit they saying. So then I start fucking with it. I start asking like, who is this? What wouldn't this come out in? And they like, what? You you like this? And I'm like. Yo, dog, I'm listening to this shit eight hours a day. I'm that's, catching that some shit of this can shit. Be hype sometimes. Yeah, that like shit this, this, get you pumped. Right, this shit making a day go by. That's why you right. motherfuckers are drinking eight energy drinks tonight. Y'all, y'all going off what dog saying. Yeah, yeah. So shit like that. Like so. In essence, they thought that that would like bother me, but you didn't know that I am a music lover. I can listen to I can listen to music. I at one point I tuned the words out and just listened to the beat. At one point I tuned the beat out and just that's how I knew it was tight because I tuned the beat out. Like let me hear what yeah. the fuck he's saying because right. it sound like his vocal cords about to so, rip. Sometimes they be saying <laughs> some crazy shit under that scream. <laughs> yeah, so I just love music. So when people people who just doing it because they see a way out from it, and then people who genuinely love it. It's a difference they in actually how you treat it different. Right, yeah, they too, actually right? treat it different. You know, right. yeah. It's like the way you treat your wife and the way you treat a bitch you just want to fuck. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Like right, right. You nurture this, that relationship, that, that loving relationship, and you're like, I'm not even going to talk to her no more. So I could say what I want. I'm not affected by what happened. And a lot of people tend to try to treat being a rapper like that, like it's not a real musician and stuff. Like these stories and, and, and mashing the beat with the lyrics, that, that take precision. You feel what I'm saying? And that's why some people just great at it because they become that type of artist. People don't even look at it like that. Like Jay-Z, despite what people think about him, is a great artist because he know the precision to spit this rap over this beat. He would just stop rapping at a certain point and know the beat go carry it. It might just be for two seconds. Right. But that's art. Yeah, versus yeah. a motherfucker just jumping on and thinking yeah. I got Speaking a hit. You feel uh, you're a graphic designer, right? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I got started, and so really, for that's that's really the origin right there. The graphic. So, what yeah. made you discover graphic design? Were you a regular artist? Were you a pen to pencil artist first, and then it grew into uh, graphic design? Or I, I mean, I sketched all the time when I was a kid. I, I wasn't the greatest, but um, when I got my first computer, you know, one of the first programs it already had Photoshop installed on it. I opened up Photoshop, started playing around, and it just grew from there. I started doing just, you know, really abstract stuff at first. And then, uh, really how, I, you know, Uncle P, when I first met him, he was one of the first people I ever did a flyer for, for a show, probably 15, was, 15 years right. ago. Yeah. yeah. It's been a, a minute, but, uh, uh, I started doing flyers, started doing album covers. Can you um, remember the first album cover that you did? Ooh, probably, uh, I think it was Genetics. Uh, I forget what the album was called. Uh, he's a Detroit MC. This is probably like 15 years back. Uh, 
It was associated with Detroit Beat Club. It, it's it's been a long time. I, I remember I did a flyer for uh, One Below. That was one, one of the below. first yeah. one yeah. of so the that, first that, ones that, I ever that, did. That's yeah. a real good friend. Like, oh yeah, I was not, excited for that one. Okay, so back to listening to our music, right? So we know One Below. We didn't meet One Below in the rap world. Okay. We met One Below because his wife. We grew up. We grew up next door wife. to his wife, All and right. one, she knew we rapped, right? And then one day she was like, "Well, my husband rapped," and we were like, "Well, who is he?" And she told us, and then he he was coming off tour because if anybody know one below, he toured the world like oh, yeah. it's nothing. And then we met him, and then we bonded over we bonded over Islam, and then we started just we don't even know each other from music, you know? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. but we knew he do music, we he do merch, and like. You can't go nowhere in a hip hop world that that form of rap and not hear one below name, and that's oh, dope yeah. to me because like I prayed with the brother and all of that. I know his kids and all of that. You know what I'm saying? So t- for you to be ever to work with one below, that's big in itself. Like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was definitely. I mean I was just a young kid then, so like when you know, I, I think Uncle P is the one who commissioned, <laughs> no pun intended, that yeah. that flyer originally. So. It, it it was uh it was kind of eye opener at that age because I, I kind of looked up to him as a you know an influence. Right, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. And he like he said he's just a good brother. You know what I'm saying? Because uh that whole world binary star like they big. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? They big. And then somebody like, who just rap wouldn't even know about them. <laughs> you right, feel what right, I'm saying? right. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, you, I run into everyday people. I tell them one below that they may not hear them, but you you talk in the the hip hop realm, they're legends. I mean, yeah. yeah, and that's dope. Like I said, that's a that's a dope look. So you learn how to do graphic design. You uh you open up Photoshop and and it and it takes you where? What did you? What was next? Once you seen that you were actually good at graphic design, because yeah, yeah. I remember at one point graphic design was the thing to do. Right, yeah. Every, <laughs> yeah everybody yeah, was hopping yeah. on it. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it definitely a lot of competi- competition out there in graphic design. But uh, I just kept going. I mean, it really, you know, as I started growing into the music thing, it, it just became another tool at my belt. I, I mean, I, I didn't have to go to other people to do covers. I didn't have to go to other people to do websites. It became something, you know, that I could do for myself. Save money. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's dope about graphic design is it's just like music because if you got your own style, people won't your style from you Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and then like whoever did the first festival flyer right with all them names on it that was they style yeah that's what's the everybody that's the standard (laughs) so every time they look at that they like that's the format that that, that came from me like i remember when i did this in 2010 and people was like it's too many words because that's a big thing with the graphic design it's like what are you promoting but i'm promoting all of these artists and by the status they are at the time that this flyer was made that's how big they name will be and just because you down here small you still on here and if you keep that and you keep working get to that you will get to the big name so it gives somebody like uh, inspiration you you feel what i'm saying it's like you looking like yo i'm on the flyer with such and such my name right there though yeah. but the crazy part about it is people pay so much attention to those flyers now that they're actually skipping the big names and, and going as the, the name get little and little and little it's becoming like you hear all these big festivals they drop the the lineups it's like a big deal and then everybody yeah. starts deconstructing it and I, I i i'm a victim of it myself i, I look at all the names i you know who do i see who do i not um, right, and I'm not gonna lie. Some of the name, like okay, so if I see your name on three festival flyers, no matter the size, then I start listening to you. I start checking you out because 
this is a way for me to discover new music now, now, because a lot of people, they say, oh, well, it ain't this. They saying what rap is becoming and what is not becoming. But that depends on how you discover your rap. If you right. listen to the radio to discover your rap music, then guess what? You go hear what's radio friendly or what the radio is pushing. If you want to discover rap music, man, you got to you got to read people posts, read other stuff. You got to look for what man, you, you got to go to the small bars, the small clubs. Yeah, you got to go because yeah, yeah. people don't understand mics. what discover yeah. mean no right, more. Right, right, yeah. No, you everybody, discover something. We got yeah. short attention spans. Everybody just can go on Facebook and see what their friend was sharing, you know, which is great, but or listen on the radio, but you got to really dig. There's a lot of... It's a lot of good, lot shit, of out good shit out there. It's a, it's a lot of good shit out here with their own fan base. Like, right. like St. John, for example, like my brother put me up on him a long time ago and I, I, I listened to it, but then like, he kept telling me about it or whatever and then now it's like yo he doing shows at the ponds like and then i go talk to somebody like are you fucking with that they like i don't even know what that is (laughs) i'm like so you don't know who it is he doing shows at the ponds so he already got so many more people to discover him and that's what's dope to me is like yeah if you what i don't like is if somebody force feeding me something if i keep seeing something about somebody over and over over there yeah i ain't rocking with this man and sometimes i might miss out but i'd rather miss out i'm not a sheep i'm a wolf right right right, right, yeah yeah, i'm a wolf in wolf clothing like if you trying to sell me something 30 more people trying to sell it to me i don't want that dog i don't need the designer weed everybody trying to sell at once (laughs) like whatever's hot I'm I, I'm not anti. I'm just not interested. You right, know right. Saying? Like literally not interested. And a lot of people do that. They hop on trends and they they just kind of ride the trends. And you got to be your own person. Now festivals though. You you actually founded a festival. I did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Spark Fest. I had three years running. We uh, a couple years back. I had a company called Spark Cop. This is the you know prior to the Detroit rap days. Um, and we did three festivals. The first two were over in Pontiac, and then the third one was at St Andrews Hall in uh, downtown Detroit. Yeah. So like, why Pontiac? Uh, so Pontiac, it, it was mainly the venue because they had a, a, you know, a unique venue where we could have, you know, the main stage upstairs. We had another smaller stage downstairs, and then there was an area where we had all the vendors and uh, a couple clothing brands and, uh, yeah. you know, creators. What, what venue was it? Uh, it was the Crowfoot. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the Crowfoot really is slightly, slightly like St. Andrews. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's, it's it's similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, like, they yeah, got their yeah. uh, the similarities. Uh, yeah. And it was kind of a central area. I mean, a lot of the, we had artists from. It wasn't just Detroit. It was all over Michigan, and we had you know even a couple you know Chicago artists that came out. So it was kind of centrally located, uh, and it, it was you know good for the commute. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, so that's dope. what happened with it? You just stopped. Uh, so, I mean, Sparkop as a company, we kind of, you know, there, there was a, there was a team of about 12 of us back then, and we, we kind of went our separate ways. Uh, I had some personal stuff going on in my life at that time, too. So, to be honest, I kind of just stepped away from everything for about a year there. Um, took a break from it all. And that was, uh, you know, I just kind of had to, you know, work on myself a little bit. And then I came back stronger than ever. I, you know, I teamed up with Uncle P and now, um, Detroit rap and we, we actually, you know, speaking of festivals, you know, it's, it's really early, but I'm working on something for 2020. Yeah. And that's dope. And why I asked you what happened with that is because if you think about it, y'all was on the early, the, 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 the early side of that. Yeah. Like now somebody might hear us talk about a festival and it seems so normal, but back then it wasn't listen, normal. It wasn't normal. Right. Matter of fact, calling in the festival already had people raising their eyebrows because they wasn't thinking about this is about to be 
how it is. But now everybody so, is so big. Now other artists create their own festival to to introduce you to their people. Oh yeah, yeah. So whatever going on for 2020, man, we in, man, we involved because bet, bet. we just, like I said, we just love music. And what I like about DetroitRap.com is that they uh they do the underground hip hop awards. Yes. And congratulations to everybody who won an underground hip hop award, which was in January. But even more congratulations to the fact that now the Detroit Music Awards is obviously paying attention to the uh the, the underground hip hop awards because a lot of them people was nominated for awards and that that's only because of that it's it, it ain't no other way to right, say it right, right, right. <laughs> like, I, I, I seen that i mean it, yeah, it, it, like, it was dope super mc uh, you know i seen a few 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 dudes uh, chas uh three yeah, yeah. He, he was here before yeah. like you know super what I'm saying? Yeah. super band i just Mercury talked Mercury to paul Mercury. yesterday so <laughs> yeah so yeah, it's, yeah. it's dope to see that like okay y'all can admit y'all watching yeah, oh, y'all, yeah you know what i'm saying because we know y'all watching and that's big because we came to the first uh underground hip-hop awards when it was in the basement of st andrews we only missed one yeah, I think I it was think the we, second. I one. think we missed the second one, but like when we came, we was, we looked at each other like this gonna be big. this gonna be big if it keep up and it, it get bigger it every up. year. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 we're not year. we're not stopping. So what part do you actually play in the the actual award show? Uh, B been up here before, like oh, yeah. <laughs> twice, <laughs> twice. Brand, yeah. Brandon, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good dude. Uh, it, I, I did the entire website, you know, for the Underground Hip Hop Awards. I did all the flyers for the Underground Hip Hop Awards. Uh, you know, I was a part of the nomination process, so a lot of you know these artists that are sending me material throughout the year. You know, I'm, I'm listening. You know, if I hear something dope, I usually I got a folder where I just kind of keep a note of everything that I'm kind of keeping watch over the year. Um, but yeah, that's mainly it. The, you know, the site, the flyers, and, and the nomination process. Now, if you're really ready for some flag, <laughs> it's when you get nominated <laughs> for the Detroit Hip Hop Award and don't win. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you win, next year if you win one. Oh, oh man. man. All right. All right. No, no. So disclaimer now. <laughs> The the project go speak for itself yeah. and don't we all want to yeah, hear yeah, shit oh, about yeah. if the project deserve it the project go get it because it's a voting system it and is, that's what it boils yeah. down and it's actually one of the better voting systems I've seen so talk about that like how how do how do y'all weed out when people trying to come with like the yeah, what alerts y'all yeah. if you can say so, not too much but no I mean mainly I mean I, I, from the website of things you know I, I can see everything on the back end I can see you know IP addresses if someone voted if I got forty five votes in one minute or something I can see the red flag. So it's pretty easy to tell if someone is uh, cheating the system and stuff. And, and, and luckily, we didn't really have to deal with that this year. I mean, every everything seemed pretty fair and honest. Um, and, and, you know, it's open to the general public. So, you know, like you said, you know. I have no control over who wins. I, I might have a, a couple, a little bit of a say in some of the people that gets nominated, but you know, once we put that ballot up, it's up to the general public. So once the ballot fly, it's all on your uh, fan, fan base. Yeah, it's on the now, fan base. With the yeah. nominations, and we're going to get into this some with P2, like, y'all get shit throughout the whole year. How do y'all pick, say, like, the top five for best male artists? Like, what, what criteria are y'all using before it even before gets to it us. even get to us, before we even see who these top five people are, what what what's a couple uh, bullet points on the criteria? A couple bullet points. I mean, you know, you know, you know, sound quality. You know, I'm looking for a project that is properly mixed, mastered. That's you know something that can sound really clean and crisp. Uh, but also, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing out? Uh, you know, out in the scene. Are you performing? Are you um, doing interviews? Are you are, are you are you making your name known? Because it, it it's not just the music at that point. The music we're, is actually yeah. the last leg. Yeah, yeah. We're we're looking for you know someone that has the whole okay. package. But when you say the music, let's just yeah. clear this up. The the actual content of the music. The content. Because when people hear music, they're like, "How's it an award show?" <laughs> because the music content. I might be looking for something content wise. You might be looking for right. some content wise. Subjective. Right. But what can't be denied is good mixing. 
good, you know, what right, I'm right, saying? yeah, good stuff like that. People mastering. don't think yeah. that 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 play a part that it play like uh, plays a huge part because I may not fuck with something, you know, it may not be something I'll personally listen to, but I can appreciate the if the yeah. mixing and mastering, and you know, if, if the structure is on point, mixing and mastering for people who listening is the difference between a, a good record. In a super hit record. That's why certain people go to different people. Like, if you let somebody hear your album and they in the game and they can help you before it's dropping, they be like, no, let me take you to Kamish to, to, to mix this because he mixes these type of records. And then you go back, you get it mixed by them, and then you compare it. You see what they talking about. But some people let their homeboy mix their shit who he never missed the project, mix the project. And nothing wrong with that. Cause he but, getting his. Cause he get, right, right. He, he learning, but just take it. And get the same song mixed by two different people so you can see if you hear a difference. You might be wanting to put it out sounding like this right. as opposed to how, you know, but people don't look at it like yeah, cause that I all plays a part. Yeah, because I remember a record mix. It's probably, I mean, it was more on the pop side of things, whatever that means. But it was like, we want this played on the radio. You know on, what I'm saying? On 955. On 955, yeah. <laughs> right? And we was like, we had to get that shit mixed and mastered probably like three times, right? By, uh, what's his name? Todd. By Todd at Studio A, right? Okay. Because... Even though he mixed and mastered it the first time, he mixed and mastered a lot of shit. So when we was explaining to him, he was like, oh, okay, so I got to go back and tweak this and tweak this and not go listen to it in this type of system. Because the the, the most people who listen to 955 had these kind of car radios, right. shit like that. If your engineer knows shit like that, that makes a huge difference you feel what i'm oh, saying definitely. and i just remember like that process like dog we done did this shit like three times like well what the fuck and, i mean <laughs> it all be worth it when the shit work and then just learn an experience if you feel like the shit didn't work you know what i'm saying like so with your project like how you know it's gonna work like you looking to make a what type of impact a money impact uh people you want the respect as an mc what do you want from this project for me personally i i just want people to listen into it and you, you hear what i'm saying you know this is a personal project the one that i'm dropping it's got a lot of stories i mean the album's called growing up so it, it, it's basically my well, child was that as exclusive or, or you put that title out there that, i have not put that title out so that <laughs> okay. is exclusive right here yeah Thank the album is going to be called growing up um and, and it's basically you know the first chapter of my my life it, it, it's you know my younger childhood young teenage and, and kind of what i went through you know as i progressed into who i, I became i feel as an adult um and, and there's a lot of elements in that and, and i I really just want people to listen to it. It's not about the money, you know. Yeah. If money, you money already won. Once yeah. you take money out yeah. the equation, you already won. Yeah. Like, as far as what music is, yeah. some people like I'm about to put this out. I'm about to blow up and be like, <laughs> like it'd be funny to us because yeah. we lightweight do marketing for for projects we like. You know what I'm saying? And the funny shit be like, oh dog, I just want to blow up. <laughs> okay, tell us what that means. And like, yeah, yeah. go back to your team. Just t- you know, walk in and say to uh, Diddy, like, yo, I just want to blow up. <laughs> you, you, you feel what I'm saying? Like, right. What does blowing up mean? Though? Right, like, no, it's something different to everybody. It's something else. different to everybody. You want to be a local star. You want to be a, a regional star. People really uh, disrespect the the power of being regionally. You feel what I'm saying? You can make a great living as a regional act, and then if you are re- a good regional act, it will catch fire. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And people will, like disrespect that. Now, nah, uh, since your father passing was like such a turning point in your life, are you a father? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got two boys. Actually, I got a ten year old and a seven year old. Okay, and, yeah, I got a seven year old. She'd be eight. Actually, the day oh, that nice. this dropped, she'll oh. be eight. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? I got a two year old. Might have her do the graphics on it. Cause <laughs> she's like that. So, like, what approach did you take that was different? To say like whatever feelings you had growing up, because uh-huh. you was like, oh, he was abusive and stuff like that. Because uh, that could be mental, that could be physical. What what uh, steps did you take to make sure you don't put the same type of uh, 
disparities per se in your kid's mind because remember it's only what you remember and you usually remember the very good or the very bad right um i mean yeah i mean i i, I just try and my dad you know he was you know he was big in the alcohol he was big in the drugs you know at, at the time and i he was the the most loving person when he was off yeah but when he was you know not sober it, it was a different story so you know, my, my main thing is I try, you know, other than weed, I, I try to stay away from any any of those elements. Uh, you know, I try to focus on creativity with my kids. Um, you know, a lot of times growing up, I was just kind of in my room as a recluse. So I try to be there and, and encourage them to do different things. I bought them a piano. I bought them a guitar. You know, I bought them all kinds of drawing supplies. Like, I, I want to fuel the creativity and let them know that they can do whatever they put their mind to. I don't want right, right. them to, you know... Yeah, feel especially negative. nowadays, because if yeah. you're in that room, they could be doing two so, things: right. planning a school shooting or playing a game that's still <laughs> shooting people. Because <laughs> I, uh, I, I was just telling my psychiatrist the other day, like, uh, like growing up, like my parents didn't nurture none of the talents that we had. And she was like, what? I said, okay, so my dad is like, he was a major criminal, right? And I said, my brother and I had major criminal elements. And even if he would have just nurtured that, like they just, our parents weren't nurturing. So now that I got my you daughter. that international crime lord. That's what I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People think that's I don't, know, I don't know if you know, but he wants like, to be I, I had a whole plan. Like this lord. is no joke, bro. Like I had a whole plan in my mind how I could become an international crime lord. And it like had steps. It's like, okay, you go to the military because they're going to send you around the world for free. Yeah. You're going to learn all the tactics that you need to fight because if you look at like Russian gangsters and shit, they former uh what the fuck is that? KGB. KGB. Yeah, they KGB. they former yeah, KGB. KGB. So like these are trained people for the criminal trained element. Assassins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit like that. But they regular you might see him like, "Oh, he's just working at the Walmart, but he like when it's cracking out." So anyway, I had this whole plan, right? <laughs> like a real plan. Like I used to tell him about it when we was little or whatever, right? And then one day, my cousin Black, that's who on my shirt because he uh he passed away on four uh, four six fifteen he came with a radio he came with a boom box and he was playing some music and that's what changed my life because he was the only one at the time who nurtured anything we wanted to do so that's what i picked and i told my psychiatrist like all my dad had to do was nurture one thing and that's what i would have did if you were a criminal and you nurture my criminal element, I'm going to love you for that. You know what I'm saying? Or if you're a basketball player and your dad played basketball, they normally nurture whatever y'all got the Right, right. The you, common, you see the that. Common, you yeah, see like that, you see yeah. that, right? You see that. So after not being nurtured like that, now my daughter's only two, but whatever you want to do, I'm going to encourage. Like she'll do a backflip off the couch and I noticed <laughs> it like, oh shit, she go fuck herself up. So I bought beanbag cheers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Which, oh yeah. She didn't know what the beanbag chair was, but once she, I showed her like, oh, if you go flip off this motherfucking land on this, yeah, cause this go break the fall. So now that, that's, that's the mat to her being a gymnast, gymnast a gymnast. Yeah. Like exactly. that's her yeah, first yeah. mat. Now I'm encouraging that. But if she would like to be an international criminal, I you would have to encourage that too. Like yeah. that'd be like the ultimate for me. I know yeah. that sound fucked up, no. but <laughs> no, cause you I'm don't have to <laughs> And this is what I said about to go back about Nancy Sparks. Cause she probably got some mixed kids and her pr- brother probably hated. But he gotta love it because they yeah, 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 back to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So see shit work out. Yeah, so all the you time. so you take the like nurturing approach yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, like def- that. Definitely. I try to use, you know, the things that, you know, I, I try to take the negatives that I had in my childhood and, and avoid putting them into their environment. Yeah. The only thing that's inevitable with being a parent is your child having disappointment. Why? Because you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> right. And it could be something as simple 
is passing the fast food restaurant that they wanted to eat at that you might not even have known because they didn't verbalize it. They just mm-hmm. think when we go this way, we go here, and then you pass it up. <laughs> then they upset the shit. You like and I should like fester yeah. in them. Like, like I, was, I was waiting for my happy meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You like you know I've been cooking all my day. You want a happy meal? So that's that's the only thing you can't like you can't change. Yeah, yeah, people, oh, yeah. you people be disappointed for different stuff, and then when they grow up, they be like. Oh well, I need that. They know they don't even remember it, right? right. You'll be like September two thousand nineteen. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? They'd be like, oh, okay, forget it. Uh, moving on. But so yeah, that's dope, and that's always a uh, when people got children and experience trauma in their life uh, from a parent. That's dope that they try to. Some people don't care, and they like this how it is. I hear that the stupidest shit I always hear is people who got a lot of kids. Well, and they got single mothers. Oh, well, my mom did it, so she can do it. Uh, that's act. Look how you turned out, my dude. Mm-hmm. So maybe it should be two people raising this child, not necessarily in a house, just raising the child. So I don't know. Do uh, have any of them taken a liking to like graphic design? Uh, my my oldest, he's he's he he sees me in Photoshop. He's like, oh, I want to help you. I want to help you, Daddy. Uh, but he's been sketching like crazy. He's he, he's actually getting pretty good for ten years old. It makes me proud. Yeah. Now this is uh a, a thought I had. So you said you will write a science fiction book, and you also do like uh Photoshop. You you in the comics? Uh, a, a little bit. I mean, I I'm I'm big into the Marvel movies. If, if that yeah. counts, yeah. I mean, it counts because it, it yeah. comes from a comics. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally don't know the difference. But <laughs> DC is Joker, Superman, and the the Joker, is, my favorite yeah. person in the world. So mm-hmm. I, it, I, the new Joker trailer looks pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on it. I'm probably I'm going to see that twice. Once by myself, <laughs> and once with the fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a bunch of comic books, but the ones I really fuck with is when Marvel came out with the album covers. Okay, you feel what I'm saying? And, I uh, saw that. Paid in full is the first album I ever purchased so that's my favorite one and my homeboy just gave it to me and shit he oh, like i got it. he was leaving the job he like i got something for you so i like i hold that near and dear but then i had like a bag full did, of comics did, did that come to me do i get the comic books we need to know now that's up to you Yo, so it ain't up to me no. <laughs> it's not i'm working on the wheel not yeah. that's gonna happen to me soon but <laughs> it's little shit like that like that yeah like yeah. i need that oh, i need yeah. that paid in full because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was the first tape i ever bought and, and what happened it, with that tape that shit <laughs> <laughs> we like my dad took me it was the store was about to close we bought that shit i took it home it didn't work i remember oh, it said like no exchanges or refunds but since it was a Manufacturers issue like the next day, like they took it back. I was so upset. I, oh, that was, it was the end of the world. I saved wait. my money to buy that tape. <laughs> yeah, oh, how man. many points did you score that game that that next Saturday? Because that was a Friday. How many oh, points did you score? I don't know. I think you was off your game. I might have been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I know why. Yeah, that yeah. fucked up the game. That fucked yeah. up your stats. Yeah. I still probably be a twenty. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, it was a Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, damn. I actually just was wrong. What? That fool did nurture our music side because yeah. every Friday before he would uh, go out and use drugs and drink, he would take us to the See, record store. And, and, yeah, we got and, that again. So he, yeah, and we both could get a tape. I bought that from the record store on Middle Bell. Yeah, though. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. did I get that day? I don't know. Did I get Willie D going out like a? I don't know if that was out yet. That was. Yeah, I know I got that, that just one was time. The first, that it didn't just come out. That just was the, the first, first one that, that he I bought. bought. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I think I bought uh, going on. You, like yeah, the you bought it, but I don't oh, know if it was yeah. that day. So I guess my bad, pops. You did nurture <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? Because he listens. So right, right, right. Yeah, we ain't on bad. here bashing you. We just yeah, he, yeah. listen, man. It's just just wanted the criminal element, pops. You failed the moment. You fucked this shit up. You feel what I'm saying? It's goddamn. And music is just now a big criminal element. So he still helps you. You feel what I'm saying? So like, what's 
what's next after the record? Like, how many videos we go get? You got ten records coming. How many videos? Um, what, what, what I, I don't know if that's part of your marketing plan. Yeah, yeah, so just yeah, no, that, that is play. just if we could just skip over that. Oh it, no, it definitely is. No, I got, I got. I'm probably gonna get. I know there's one video that we got in mind to drop when the album drops, and then I'm probably gonna drop another one. Uh, you know, a little bit shortly after that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we definitely got some videos coming. That's dope. That's dope. You already got the concepts and everything. Uh, for one of them, yeah, for yeah. one of them, it's pretty, pretty uh, scripted out. Now you said it's ten, it's ten records. How how long is the album though? Uh, it's a little under forty minutes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, and and he said something that's missing from skits. the game. Skits, and skits, skits. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a couple little interludes and skits and stuff. See, and there. all that played back to his favorite era. Favorite era, because the album couldn't come out back then without a oh, skit or skits. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's but my yeah, favorite album, part. Yeah. Um, Guess what, bro? What? I'm SJ. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, tell people where they can see, uh, where they can contact you, uh, where they can see your work, as far as what you do for DetroitRap.com and everything like that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, on all the socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you can get me at uh, at Commission Raps. Uh, you can also reach out to me at CommissionRaps.com. I got a contact uh, box on there, and then you can always find all my blogs, all my work at DetroitRap.com. Now, do you only? Uh, review uh, DetroitRap.com content or other content as far as music? So I would say the the majority of it is uh, Detroit area or Michigan based, but I, I do go out, I, I get some national projects in there from time to time. And that's one thing we, we, we've been looking to expand is to you bring some more of those national artists and kind of give them a little bit of spotlight around here so that they can take the Detroit artists and, and give the spotlight out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tick for tat, that'll work. Yeah. All right. We appreciate you for coming, man. Great story, man. Thank we you. looking so forward how about to this, this news. How about appreciate that? Uh, you for having me. You do the graphic designs for this episode's picture. I'm down for that. Yeah, 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 yeah down for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so dope. So we send it over when we get it. But, run with it, and uh, we looking forward to the project. You feel what I'm saying? Drop you, that exclusive title one more time. <laughs> yeah, it's growing up, growing up. Yeah. Now you can't change it. <laughs> <laughs> it's set in stone. Yeah, you can't yeah. change it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I want for my brother. What I want for myself.